Uh, I'm Karen from Tabletop. Uh, I'm playing Amy, the human paladin, uh, who is ready to smite some guys. Uh, um, I'm Laura from Dark Moon Dice, and I'm playing Eden, the Aladrin warlock. Um, and I'm going to try not to set everything on fire this time. <laughs> no promises. I am. Um, I am from Abbey. That is my my name. And I play Anakis, the Tiefling Druid. Um, and he is um, ready to some butt with some ice knife and save all the animals because she loves <laughs> all the animals. Yeah. Um, I'm Daniel from Detailer Woodworking, and I play Erdin, the Elven Blood Hunter, <laughs> and just general all round asshole who doesn't really care about the animals. Or does he? <laughs> <laughs> These four people utter strangers until a few days ago. They met in a bar, they found a drunk guy, they followed him because it was a bit suspicious, and they found out that this drunk guy is actually a priest uh, working for the gods, the Tehun, a particular godly sect uh, that believes that there are ten godly forces. It's them to come with him to go and rescue an elven prince at a site of great power. Various other influences suggest to individual members of the party that yes, they should go with this crazy old guy uh, and go to where this uh, trouble is, where this elven prince went missing. They got there, got waylaid by goblins, uh, bears, and then zombie bears, and found out that where Simon, this uh, elderly drunkard, had sent a group of other people to go on an adventure, something went awry, and now this crystal gemstone that is set deep within an ancient half-sunken citadel has been broken and as a result massive vines have grown out and spread for miles uh, it's roughly six miles in diameter uh, this encirclement of vines and within that wildlife has been altered mutated finding your way into the citadel and towards this gemstone, you found that there was a massive metal sheet blocking off a wall of water and lots of undead on the other side. How they got there, who knows? Uh, the door was opened. The party washed down into the main chamber where the crystal was, along with a bunch of skeletons. They found the shards of the crystal and discovered that if they were to take the largest pieces and rearrange them, in the correct way, that they would be able to help the crystal reform itself, which is what it's trying to do. Sending all these vines out was the aim of that. Uh, this is a manifestation of the Feyweave on the Prime Material Plane. Its purpose is to just grow and be magical. So that's what it wants to do, and that's what the party is currently helping it do, arranging the largest pieces. Uh, you currently have, if my notes are to be believed, two pieces in place. Sounds about right. I'm going to uh, say yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You have to. I was uh, so interested in the pieces. <laughs> um, you were interested in trying to kill people, but did you try it? Was anything on the Embarrassing. Fighting off uh, against this horde of skeletons while you guys are rearranging the crystal. Uh, then a large slimy thing slops down the, the slide that uh, has been created by these vines breaking out of this cavern into the citadel up above. And coming out of the pool is a collection of 
general evil and organs, bone, flesh that's partly putrefied, some stagnant water. It's all sort of coalesced and taken form as some kind of undead elemental. It's about 15 feet high. It's about half the height of the chamber itself. And it is striding forth from the pool that you guys all landed in, augmenting the ranks of these skeletons and posing a further threat. Uh, today, however, I will be sharing a bard's tale, a bit of world building, uh, something to uh, share, like what the bards are talking about in various taverns. The bard's tale today has a title, and its title is The Nightmare of Barrand Grove. The evening was crisp as Martin closed up the stables. He noticed with a heavy heart that one of them was empty. He'd forgotten all about it. Unfortunately, his horse, Marigold, was killed. Bandits decided to approach Martin's farm and ask for shelter. Being a kindly man, he allowed them into his home, and in the night, they took off with two horses, slaughtering Marigold and leaving her behind. Martin had spent all of yesterday burying her, and today, carried on with his duties around the farm, trying to shake it from his mind. And for the most part, he managed. That evening, he heard a whinny off in the distance. He could swear it was Marigold, but he decided to pass it off as just a delusion of his own. And he went to bed. Hours passed, his candle burned down, and that's when he heard a heavy rapping on his door and panicked shouts. As he climbed out of bed, ran downstairs, he grabbed from the side of the door a small short sword, something that had been passed down for generations in his family. They didn't have much, but this he kept a hold of. As he drew the blade and swung the door open, he saw one of the people that tried to stay just a few nights earlier, one of the bandits. He was there, blood covering his clothes, hands and face. As he stared at Martin, he begged him something, but Martin couldn't hear. Martin just stood dumbfounded. Why had this person returned? Why is he darkening his door yet again? What of the horses that he stole? Is he back for more of them? Martin doesn't have much left. Martin stared him down, the man begging, pleading, starting to cry. Eventually, Martin gained control of his own senses and strained to listen to this man. As much as he was angered, he was still the kindly farmer that he was a few days ago, and this man was in obvious distress. The only word he heard was nightmare, as a flaming shape burst from the side of the doorway and took the man off into the night. Martin stood, blinked, and stepped forward, turning his head to look out into the night and saw this trail of smoke, flame coming from hooves of some darkened beast as it gallops off into the night with this man clutched in its mouth. Martin then spent the rest of his days taking good care of his horses and warning everyone of the nightmare of Barrand Grove, that if anyone is to mistreat a horse in its stable, oh, okay. the mistreated horse is then likely to have an avenging spirit come after you. The nightmare of Barrand Grove. We are currently in a cavern 
There's a giant undead slime monster and a bunch of skeletons. Uh, we are going to begin by rolling for a new set of initiative. Uh, a new combatant has entered the ring. It seems quite appropriate. Fuck. Oh no. <laughs> Straight with Fuck. Straight with that. God. Yes. <laughs> no, I would have turned things around. I thought this time it would be Erdin's time to shine and he would really like pull it back and stuff. Mm-hmm. Got seven initiative. Yes. Well, seven. I got no better. Ten. Okay. Ten. Ten. Nineteen. Nineteen. Awesome. <laughs> Since the arrival of this massive behemoth, the rest of the skeletons seem emboldened. Uh, they are swiping with greater fervor. They are striding forward. They seem to care less about their own well-being, and they didn't really care all that much before in the first place. Amy, you're up first. Uh, how far am I from the boss, the new guy? Uh, so the new guy is 25 feet away. Eden is much closer. He's 15 feet from it. Um, I am gonna. I, I will take attacks of opportunities. Um, yeah, do I need mm. to take, do I take attacks of opportunities? Let's see if they hit. Uh, would you please remind us of your armor class? Uh, Nineteen. Nineteen is your armor class. I'm gonna change dice. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, three of these uh, skeletal bodies slash at you as you push your weapon uh, towards them, forcing them on the back foot, turn and run towards this large brute, uh, all of them missing as they swipe at you. But they do follow. Um, okay, so I'm going to get in range, and then I'm going to attack it with my longsword. Sweet. If I hit, I'll be smiting. Oh, uh, 16... 16 is a hit. Oh, uh, okay. Then I will smite. Smite, smite, smite. Um, okay, so it's a roll 48. It's, uh, 22 Ooh. damage. 22 damage. Um, radiant hurt. Do you need to know specifically what of that is radiant? Uh, please, yes. Uh, it would be... Uh, 16. <laughs> 16 of that is radiant. 16 is radiant. Yeah. Okay, uh, so that was uh, uh, 6 regular damage with your weapon. Um, yeah. Okay. 16. 16 uh, radiant. Uh, right, that's that. Right. Whew. That's quite a, a hefty whack. Uh, so, Amy uh, charging up. Uh, raising her longsword and slashing as she pulls her arm across and cuts at this thing's leg. Uh, she manages to uh, pump up her own arm, flexing one muscle and twisting as the blade flicks with extra force up through this thing and she pulls over and manages to drag a whole skeleton out of the muck of this thing and smash it into one of the stalagmites behind her with a bright flash of divine energy as it's cutting through the leg of this beast. You significantly damage it and you can see this wound start to close as soon as it is cleaved. You can see a lot of the rock cracking around this thing. All, all the stalagmites have got small bits of rubble starting to crumble down around about you. Uh, next, uh, it raises a fist 
and starts to bring it down on top of you, Amy. Uh, so next in the initiative order is the giant hell beast. Oh. So let's see what it does. I got this. Oh, sweet. All right. Uh, so as it brings its massive fist down on top of you, uh, as you try to dodge out of the way, its fist splats onto the ground and slimy tendrils reach out, grab you, and try to drag you down into itself. I would like you to make a strength saving throw, please. Oh no! Good choice. That would be a 19. Ah, sweet. Uh, So as these tendrils uh, grasp different parts of your body and try to drag you down to the ground and towards it, you're able to stand your ground. But you do feel that there are these, like, leech-like uh, attachments that are seeping under your armor, <laughs> grabbing onto your skin, and sucking the life energy from you. Uh, you take 12 points of necrotic damage. Whoa. That's... Ooh. Ouch. Okay. Yep. Drop me down, drop me down, drop me down. <laughs> I'm not down, I'm so far from down, don't worry. Good stuff. Uh, it then builds itself back up again, looks down at its leg, and the wound entirely closes. I would like Amy and Erden to make a... If you wish, you can use your reaction to make a perception check. Ah, uh, okay. Do you want me to do a perception uh, Yes, if, if you want to use your reaction for it. Ooh. Uh, no, I don't want to, sorry. <laughs> I will. Uh, that was a 20. Not in that 20, but 20 altogether. You see in the center, there are three different uh, sets of skeletons. Uh, you, you can see clearly a skull and a rib cage and arms set about this black stone in the center of this thing's chest. And these uh, skeletons seem to be holding their hands up as a sort of protection around it. But they don't have any autonomy of their own. They're just part of this thing and you're able to see through the grime and muck that these things are in there. But the stone seems to be of some significance. Is this inside the the, the, the boss? Yes. <sighs> well, I know what I'm doing my next turn. <laughs> yeah, I think I know what I'm doing as well. Stupid game. Eden and Anakis both act at the same time. How Have many... we finished putting that crystal together? No, yeah. you've got uh, two many... more pieces to get. How many skelly boys have we got? Uh, you guys have got <coughs> three that are trying to get oh. into your circle. How right, so we? my cloud of daggers lasts it's... up to a minute. It's oh. still going. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I am going to find another crystal, another piece. All right. Uh, so, this is an intelligence ability check. Yep. Come on. Oh, for f- oh. Seven. I rolled a seven. <laughs> I see green pieces on the floor. Like, There's rocks. I got, they are rocks. I don't know what these are. <laughs> you find that there are not only these large chunks, but lots of smaller shards, and... What you find when you're knocking about some of these smaller shards is that some of them are giving off uh, a strange hum sound. Eden. 
Can I? Well, okay. Is my turn to maintain my concentration to keep the cloud of daggers going? Uh, that won't be an action, but if you cast oh, okay. another spell or do something that's really concentration intensive, uh, then that will break your concentration. Um, because you've got uh, Enver helping you out, you get to make your roll with advantage if you're trying to put the crystal together, or you can concentrate on fighting off the skeletons and stop them from stopping Anakis. Okay, can I look around to see if I can identify the third piece of crystal for Anakis to go get, since she can just see rocks? <laughs> yes, it'll still be... Uh, it'll still be an intelligence ability check, but okay. I'll let you identify it as a bonus action. So you still have your action to do a thing, but you'll be able to spot it as a bonus action. Okay, okay, right. So that's intelligence check with advantage. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Well, those were both awful. Ten? <laughs> um, oh, no. You're you right, managed to a lot of rocks. <laughs> so many rocks. I didn't notice before. <laughs> you managed to narrow down to three large rocks that are close to the stump that uh, should be good, but you can't see where they would fit at all, and so are less than as helpful as you would like. But you still have an action. Um. Okay. Um. Can I? Can I move? to like inspect the three <laughs> mm -hmm. like yeah can i move and look at them a little bit if, I, if i'm sure it's <laughs> stupid <laughs> okay if i'm if i'm fairly certain it's one of these three is the last part can i try and see if i can figure out which one of the three it is i don't want it because i don't want to drop the cloud of daggers okay um, i don't want to cast anything else <laughs> Okay, uh, as your action, you can wander over and narrow it down. Basically spend a couple of seconds, like, turning them over yeah. and seeing, yes, yeah. it's this one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so as you go over, you manage to see not only um, that one of these three definitely fits, but uh, another one fits right next to it. You see that these two are halves of a greater whole. And so... Uh, with your 10 of identifying things and spending your action to go over and uh, have a closer look, uh, you've managed to identify the last two pieces that you would need. It's now just a case of getting them to right. the crystal. <clears throat> However, uh, Amy, Erden, could both of you give me dexterity saving throws, please? Oh, I love this Oh, no. I've got a plus three to dexterity and I still got eight altogether. I'm changing my dice. I've changed my dice. Oh, nothing. Oh, yeah. And I got 18. Nice. This hulking undead mass then squats down, leans its head, for lack of a better description, um, as much as there doesn't seem to be like a main part to this, uh, aside from the thing in its chest. Uh, it squats its head down close to Amy, opens a jaw wide, which then just results in stringy bits of goo and flesh, and you notice the odd bone standing in for what would be a tooth if this was a real creature, and it lets out this low moan, this that booms up the entire chamber 
and as the sound disappears into a cadence, you hear the rocks in the stalagmites explode, shards flying everywhere. Uh, Erden, unfortunately, gets hit for two hit points as uh, these shards fly out. Amy, very quickly, uh, bring up an armoured arm uh, to block these shards. And then you hear scraping against your shield and as Amy lowers her shield down she sees that from inside these stalagmites there are old fossilized nautiluses and strange small sea creatures that have been animated and are now reaching out and trying to grab you with their tentacles which oh unfortunately they have managed to do with Erden. They have wrapped around his arms and legs and stuck him to the spot where he stands. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Erden, it is what? now your... <laughs> it is now your action. I think he lost them. <laughs> um, now, your uh, blood right, uh, right of flame is still active. That's mm. still on. Uh, you are currently restrained. You can spend your action to make a strength... Uh, check which can be acrobatics uh, sorry uh, athletics sorry um to break free okay but that would be your action to break free you could then like run away with that or run towards ah okay or run towards um man so i've already and i've used my reaction as well when i did that perception check yes Uh, however your uh, reaction regenerates on your turn so now that it's your action, mm-hmm. you now have your reaction back. Yeah. Um, how? Right. So like, out of you know, pausing everything for a second, me as a player, mm-hmm. um, or maybe Erdin will need to do this as a check, I guess. How big is the the big monster? The big, gooey slime monster? Uh, about fifteen feet tall, eight feet across. Oh, eight feet. Okay, that's not as big as I thought. Um, okay, so I'll use my action to try and get these uh, get these things off me. All right. Give me a, a strength uh, check. You can add your athletics if you're proficient. Strength check. Okay. Yes. Ooh. Um, oh, I don't have anything to add to it, but 19 altogether. Nice. Uh, you quickly swing your sword and your arms and break these Nautilus's tentacles off. Uh, you see that one of the things wrapped around your uh, legs is some old stony trilobite, and you manage to smash it open. <laughs> Uh, there are still uh, a couple of skeletons moving in close uh, towards you with rusted blade hilts, but you are now free of these creatures that have burst from the stone. Okay. Um, did any of those things I knocked off, did any of them die? Uh, they did. How many uh, exactly? So there are three things grabbing a hold of you, one on each arm and this one trilobite like holding your legs still. All three are destroyed by you managing to succeed at this strength saving throw. Hey, I'm counting that. <laughs> um, can I run? <laughs> can I run as fast as I can? Um, I don't know if I'll be able to do this in my action. Can I run as fast as I can and try and jump into the the beast? Yes. Uh, your choice of either strength athletics or dexterity acrobatics. Oh, acrobatics definitely. I got plus three to acrobatics. Nice one. Make the check. Oh, twenty. 17 plus 3. Nice. Uh, So, busting out of these things, you charge headlong and dive. You manage to get into this blob of a chest Mm -hmm. and immediately your motion is arrested 
you slowly sink into this chest and you find that everything is difficult and slow. You can still move. You've managed to uh, get just inches away from this stone and these three skeletons around them. But being able to move, grab, fight is going to be very difficult. Yeah. Okay. Uh, however, Amy, you've just seen Ed and dive into this thing. Yeah. I was going to go in as well, but it's not fight, so I'm just going to pack it again. If you could hear me, I'd say that I beat you to it. <laughs> I would recommend against Ed and trying to open his mouth. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm just going to attack again. Alright. Ah, I'm rolling so well today. Um, <laughs> it's 19 plus 6, so... Nice, that is definitely a hit. Uh, roll for your damage. Uh, and are you smiting again, or...? Oh yeah. <laughs> Excuse me while I have a biscuit. <laughs> uh, uh, twenty-two total again. Uh, with uh, fourteen. Okay, so that's eight regular damage. Do do do. Wow. Uh, <laughs> All right. So uh, raising your sword bringing it crashing down again and this time as your blade strikes into this thing's flesh you see it almost part for the sword uh, the bright flash of the blade as it crashes down uh, with this echoing booming thunder throughout the chamber uh, seems to repel the flesh of this thing it wraps around with tendrils and tries to attack the sword but you're able to withdraw it before it manages to get it at all but uh, it does not like that damage at all. I don't like that damage at all. That's a lot of damage. <laughs> <laughs> well, you put undead things against a paladin. I, I did. I did indeed. Uh, uh, I immediately regret my decision. I've only got one more of those left, so... Uh, he then takes both of his fists and tries to slam them together, crushing Amy uh, between the two of them. But Amy's able to duck down, roll out the way, and then the moment the hands disperse, jump back into the same position, sword at the ready. It missed. Uh, Eden and Anakis, it is you guys again. You have two pieces, two chunks of this crystal that you've identified, that you know go back onto this pedestal, and you know where they go. So with no further dice rolls needed, it would just take... Uh, two actions and one for each massive stone to move it back. So I'm going to take one piece, the piece that um, I, I know is going to fit in the, 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 the other, with the other two bits and pick, roll it into place. Excellent. Uh, Eden? I'll take the other one. All right. As the two of you slot these stones into place, skeletons lurch forward swords raised one of them has a scythe that it's drawing back swings down just as the crystal slots into this final position all of them stop every skeleton is now frozen in position the only thing still moving is this giant sludge monster from the depths are we allowed to cast anything as a bonus action if you have something that is a bonus action to cast, yes. Well, I think... Uh, oh, no. No, no, I was going to do my... No, it's fine. I'll save it till next time. I was going to use my Infernal Legacy. 
I do some damage. <laughs> fine. Can we count how many skeletons are now frozen? And can I yell, that counts? <laughs> uh, a, a quick glance over the chamber. Um, those of you with dark vision will be able to count that there are 17 standing up skeletons all frozen in position. <laughs> can I hear her shout that? Yeah. Uh, yes, it'll be muffled somewhat, but you'll be able to, to hear it, yeah. I'm just gonna. Can I? Can I use a cantrip? Mm, which cantrip? Palmaturgy. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'll allow it. I'm just gonna <laughs> shout, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like to think that the exact moment that my sword parted the blob is the same time that they shouted. So like, we got it perfectly <laughs> through the hole. <laughs> Bear. <laughs> I think with my mouth firmly closed, I scream in anger. <laughs> I am going to ask for a- another dexterity saving throw from Amy. Oh no. Oh no. Uh, three. Three. And could I ask for a constitution saving throw from Erden? Yeah. Please be good, please- oh no. <laughs> Five. Five. Amy, more rocks explode around her, and more of these fossilized tentacled beasts grab around her ankles and arms and arrest her down to the ground. Your sword is then taken from you and held in the tentacles of one of these shelled beasts and is waved in front of you, almost tauntingly. I feel like this is not the creature, this is you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Erden, uh, as much as you are powering forward to try and get into the core of this thing, its very essence, its very being is corrosive. You... Cor corrosive. What is going on with my pronunciation today? Anyway, uh, your armor starts to sizzle, and you can see some uh, decay happening at some of the joints. Uh, some of the leather straps holding uh, your armor together uh, is coming away, and you take seven acid damage. Oh, that's not good. Okay. Can I... Um, Sorry, go on. Does this count as... Uh... An attacker doing damage with an attack. Uh, it's not an attack. Uh, no, it's okay. more an effect. However, uh, Erden, your weapon is still ablaze. Is that right? Yes, I was going to ask about that. Is it still? Is it kept ablaze inside the? It is kept ablaze inside. You notice the the flames dim somewhat, as if they're being smothered. But simultaneously, they are being ignited moment by moment from the sword itself. So, uh, this thing will take some fire damage. Ooh. What's the usual fire damage that your your sword does? Right, I think it just adds on. Sorry, it's my bloodhunter die, which is oh, just one d four, I think. Let me double check that. Yeah, just one d four fire damage. Oh. Uh, roll one d four. It'll take that fire damage. One. <laughs> Great. Oh. It is now your turn. Okay, so this, um, the stone is is just like inches in front of me. Yes. 
And these skeletons seem entirely motionless. They, they don't pay attention to you at all. Um, oh, what to do, what to do. What... What does the stone... Is it just look like a stone? Just like a... Uh, this is something that looks like a chunk of volcanic rock. There's a sheen to it. Uh, and there are lots of straight edges. But it's certainly not a diamond or, or anything uh, of a, a cut shape. Uh, it's roughly teardrop shaped. And it's about the size of a halfling's head. Okay. Um, I guess I'm just going to try and reach it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, 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 don't, I was thinking maybe either reach it or attack it, but I don't think attacking it will do anything if it's a stone and I've just got a sword. Um, okay. Yeah, I get so you're gonna... I'm not sure how I'll then get out, but that's for future Airden to deal with. <laughs> uh, <coughs> give me a dexterity saving throw. Good. As you reach your hand and touch the rock, the hands of these skeletons close around quickly. I got an 18. But they don't grab your fingers. You notice that the hands are placed in very specific spaces around the rock, as if the hands have just reflexively moved forward rather than trying to grab you. So they've got a hold of the rock. You are not trapped by them. You are touching the rock, and you feel a cold wave move right through you, and then it dissipates. Okay. Bye, I I have hold of the rock now. You have hold of the rock now. Cool. Okay. Uh, there is no further movement from the skeletons. And so, with that, we move back to Amy. You are outside this thing. It's still there. It's still moving around. You can see Erden's shape sort of moving through this thing. The the flames of his blade getting smothered inside. Right. Am I prone and grappled? Yes. All right, I'll get out. Try to get out of the grapple then. All right, uh, it'll be a uh, strength athletics ability check, and it will be your action, unfortunately. Oh, um, twenty-two. Twenty-two. Uh, you manage to smash out of these tentacles and uh, spindly leg grips of these strange, small, undead rock monsters. Uh, as you smash out of them. Uh, you also see that uh, the thing that had your sword was also holding on to your ankle, so as you break it, your sword is also free. Uh, can I pick up my sword? Yes. Free action. Uh, so you've still got, uh, you know, standing up, you've still got some of your movement left. You can move about 15 feet. Uh, all the skeletons around about you are frozen. Um, still where I am. I'm being in room. Okay. Uh, it sends one fist flying towards you and connects uh, this full force wave of water splashes into you and the fist goes through you, around you and some of these gooey tendrils wrap around you and try to drag you in towards itself. Give me another strength saving throw, please. <laughs> that would be a, a one. Not not as a uh, with any consequence, no. There'll be a five. Uh, then you get dragged inside this thing. Uh, so you're now in the arm of this giant undead beast. There are just things floating around. You notice an eyeball move past your vision. Everything's slow and heavy to move. Uh, you also notice that it feels very corrosive in here. 
Uh, everything's starting to sizzle and burn away already. Uh, although you won't take any damage from that until it is back round to your turn. However, you do take damage from the hit itself. Uh, you take another 12 necrotic damage. Okay. Cool. Yep. Uh, it then gets its other hand, splits it into individual fingers, and tries to reach inside of its own chest to try and grab at Erden. But as its fingers enter itself, they lose all substance. Erden, you just feel some slight jostling around. Anakis and Eden, you two have now successfully put this crystal together. After a few mm -hmm. seconds, you notice uh, small vines, small roots start to grow up around the shape of this thing. Tiny bits of plant life growing around the cracks, trying to fill them in almost. And one large uh, vine sprouts out the top and splits open, spreads out over the top and clamps all the pieces together, securing it as one solid piece again. And then you notice some small lights start to dance around inside the crystal. Life is returning to it. It's not fixed, but it is getting there. It, with my knowledge, will I know how long it will take to fix? Uh, give me, for no action whatsoever, uh, a nature or arcana skill check. I will bust this both at so come on. Oh, fuck. Six. Six. Your experience of this is extremely limited. You have never known a crystal like this to be severed from the Feyweave, and so reconnecting it could take any amount of time from a minute or so to years. Okay. Um. Ah. Da 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 da. Come on, come on, come on. I think I've not got anything. Any spells? I've got nothing. Um. I mean, um, all the skeletons uh, appear to be out of commission. They've stopped. Hmm. Um, I have nothing prepared that would even help me in the slightest. Um, yeah, I am just, I'm just gonna sort of study it and watch it to see what happens. Okay. Whilst doing that, I also want to cast at big, big last back there. Although, if I was to cast and hit, I would also damage. Uh, they are inside the creature. It depends on what they, if it's like a fireball or something that affects the area. Then yes, it would be hellish rebuke. So yeah, it's it's um, the, the the creature would be surrounded by flames and <coughs> would take three D ten damage. Uh, since the spell itself targets the creature, um, the way we'll describe that is the flames are around the outside of the creature, hurting it on its surface, but because they're inside it, they're protected. They've got okay. like a buffer of putrid water. Is a reaction, isn't it? Uh, it yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, I'm going to cast Ice Knife. Ooh. I'm going to fling some Ice Knives at it. Uh, nice. It's within 60-foot... Radiance. Wait a minute, I'm inside this thing. It's fine, we've established you <laughs> yeah, won't. Although, too. will... Yeah, because it's targeted. Yeah. yeah, if the spell targets the creature, then it will just be the creature that gets hurt. Uh, whatever uh, narrative uh, loops we need to go through, as long as it holds somewhat true, it should be fine. Okay, so Ice Knife. Getting a drop of water, throwing it, it crystallizes and turns into a blade. Go for it. Um... 
man. That would be 14 to hit. 14. That hits. So then they... I can't remember. So they've got to make a dex save of 13. Oh, uh, yeah. No. I got 11. So 2d6 damage. <coughs> Five, two, seven points of damage. Was well, that seven points of damage, was that? Yeah. Seven points of damage. And is that ice damage? Or a cold, sorry. <coughs> sorry. The target must... Uh, the target and each creature within five feet... Oh, hang on. Oh, no, it was a D... Oh, no, sorry. So it ranged it to D10. Ignore me. I've read it wrong. Okay. <laughs> seven. It's still seven. So. <laughs> 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 seven. Yeah, so seven points of uh, cold damage. Yeah, cold damage. Okay. Uh, uh, Alright, as you uh, tip a little bit of water uh, out of your water skin onto the end of your finger and flick it, uh, it can then... I do it through, can I do it hmm? through my staff? Is that possible? Ooh, uh, yeah. Is a separate spell? No, no, you, you can use your arcane focus if you want to, instead of the... Yeah, it's free. Alright. Wasting no water, uh, flicking the end of your staff as it moves through the air, it picks up small bits of water vapour, uh, which gather into a globule on the end, and as you reach the end of the flick, it launches forward, spinning, crystallising into an ice knife, and cutting into this thing's chest. Yeah. It then flies past Erden, he sees it in the periphery of his vision, and then the blade explodes, the shard's getting stuck mere inches away from his face uh, and he notices the cavity that it's created inside this thing slowly start to heal okay yeah. Eden I'm gonna go with arms of Hadar rip it apart Ooh. love this one <laughs> love this one okay arms of Hadar 19 to hit that is a hit and I'm going to cast this at a at second level, so that's 3d6 damage. Or, sorry, uh, no, must make a straight saving throw. Sorry, creature. Okay, so uh, this is you, you've run up towards it, because this is things within yeah. a certain range of you. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you've run up to it. Uh, cast Arms of Hadar, strength saving throw. Got a six. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> could change these dice. They're rubbish. It's supposed to be on our side. <laughs> fourteen damage. Uh, fourteen necrotic damage. But then it can't take reactions either. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so as you you charge up, um, what what do you have as your like arcane focus? I have a staff. Yeah, the staff. Yeah. So as you, you charge up and slam the staff into the ground, from that minor uh, roots burst from the ground around the base of this staff and launch forward, wrapping around this thing. And as they start to wrap and untwist, they pull apart various uh, bits of like sinew and bone that are attached to the outside of it. And it seems that it's almost purer, clearer, after this rending set of tendril arms go through it, uh, you also get a sense of peace 
wash over you for a brief moment as you feel a warm and familiar face sort of leaning over your shoulder and his cheek brushes against yours as he withdraws. You feel your patron close as you cast this spell. And uh, it would be the other things, but no, the crystal's complete now, so never mind that noise. Uh, we move on to Eden. So how far away am I from the outside of this thing? If it's only like eight foot across. Uh, yeah, so you could easily like step. It would be uh, ten foot of movement um, to represent the, the, the five feet-ish uh, like width of this thing's chest. Okay. Um, so it's sort of in the center, it's sort of two and a half feet. Yeah, let's say five feet of movement to get outside of it. Sure, so I, I try and get out of the thing, still holding the the, the stone, the, the rock thing. Okay. Uh, you find that they, the skeletons are not letting go of it, but you are able to drag them with you. Uh, okay. If you want, uh, as your action, you can try and break them off, uh, making a strength check. But if you want, you can just leave the body with these three skeletons attached. Are the skeletons moving at all, or are they just... No, like they are entirely motionless. Right. Um, no, no, I'll... Uh, uh, hmm, no, I suppose... Yes, I'll try and get them off, I guess. All right. Uh, give me a strength athletics skill check. Uh, seven. Uh, as you're pulling this thing out, uh, you're trying to use your arms to lever these things off, but unfortunately, moving so slow, not being able to get the right sort of leverage, uh, everything's really slick and slippy in here, uh, you find yourself sliding out... Uh, of the chest of this beast with the stone and skeletons all attached but once you're out you feel this grime all over you you also notice that it doesn't seem to have noticed it's still moving around uh it's still got amy inside of it but now you've just got this stone okay you still got movement do i still can i when you say movement um because I want to try and smash the stone. Is that allowed, or is it just moving? I'll allow you to try and uh, smash the stone now, yeah? I just want to throw it at the ground as hard as I can. Alright. Give me another strength check. Come on, good strength check. Oh, just ten. I don't add anything onto it. Uh, you raise it up, smash it onto the ground, and the ribs of these skeletons burst. Uh, the hands release the stone, but the stone is entirely intact and rolls into a rest at the foot of this beast. Okay, oh well. Amy! Yeah. You are uh. inside, and so, unfortunately, you do take uh, seven acid damage. I'm still good, I'm still good. <laughs> right. How are you still standing at this point? How am I still standing? That's the question. Um, uh, can, I, like, can I attack while I'm inside? No. Yeah, you can try and uh, attack it, yeah, just sort of swing your sword around while covered in goo. Would it be an action to try and crawl out, or would it be that be movement? That would that would just be movement. Okay, I'll just can I crawl out then. Yes. Uh, as okay. you try to uh, move out of the creature, it makes a swipe at you, but misses. Uh, okay. you, you, as you're trying to uh, leave out the end of its stubby arm, these tendrils try to reach and grab you, but all of them miss. Uh. Attack. All right. Um, twelve. Twelve. 
just hits. Oh, it hit. Yes. Okay, uh, I use my last smite. All right. From inside, you can't help but open your mouth to scream a little as you drag the blade through the inside, striking up a glowing blade and slicing through its chest, cutting it entirely in half, the two pieces separating and the top collapsing down and splattering all over Erden and his rock. Uh, he is now covered in just more gunk and goo. Yep. The bottom half of this creature then collapsing down onto what would be its knees and then collapsing backwards into the pool with you uh, getting just caught by one of these tendrils and it tries to pull on you as it gets uh, dragged down I would like you to make another strength saving throw uh... <laughs> oh my god that would be a crit fail again um, five total Put those dice away. Put them away. Put them in the dice jail. I'm sure you've got them. Yeah. <laughs> the tendril grabs a hold of you, pulls you into the pool after it, and as you notice its form completely dissolving into the water, you follow after it. Opening your eyes in the pool, you notice that same eyeball floating past you. And just as it's about to leave your vision and you pull your head up out of the pool to catch your breath, that is when everything disappears. You are dry, you are warm, and it's just pure white around you. You hear a slightly echoey voice, as if a chorus of people speaking to you all at once, and you don't see where it's coming from. You hear, the crystal is complete again, the army still marches. You then feel yourself getting warmer and warmer to an uncomfortable degree. The whiteness all around you turns red. And then you hear another voice telling you, The army wants the crystal. Smash the crystal and the army stops. And then you feel achingly cold. Your arms are heavy, your legs are struggling to move, and you notice the water level rising above your chin, and you just catch yourself as you come back to full consciousness and stop yourself from drowning in this pool. We shall come out of initiative now. Uh, you have defeated the giant thing. You still have this rock, Erden. It was not smashed at all. Hmm. I mean, hmm. I can't tell anything about it. It's just... A rock, like can't do any sort of like history or you like can really studying it. I really want to find out something about it. There's something to this. Um, okay, you know, because I devote Erdan devotes his life to like seeking out and defeating evil things like this, and we've just fought a big evil beast that has this as its core. Like, there's something to it. Eden and uh, well, Anakis now because Eden decided to run close to this thing. Uh, Anakis, you are still near the the core of. Uh, yeah. th this crystal um, the lights are getting stronger the pulses uh, becoming longer uh, almost like it's uh, an engine trying to restart the pulses are, are lasting for longer before receding um, and getting more 
frequent and, and spurious. You note the vines around the chamber as well are starting to pulsate, but recede as if uh, slowly, inch by inch, slugs were moving in towards this crystal. It's almost as though the vines are no longer needed and the crystal is calling them back. Is it, sorry, are you saying it's my turn? <laughs> uh, not, not, not that it's your turn, it's just the, this, okay, the, the situation that we, we find ourselves in. We're not in can initiative I, order, so anyone can go at any do time. I notice, do I notice the other at all? Uh, you, there are still shards on the, the floor that are left alone by uh, the, the vines. Is that what you were meaning? No, the crystal that um, Eden has, or has just... Um, He's, he's quite some distance away, and I'd say that you were suitably distracted by the crystal that uh, if you wanted to try and notice it, I'd ask for a perception check. If you want to... Yeah. Give that a go. Okay. Ooh, nice. Um, Fifteen. Fifteen. Yes, you spot this crystal. You also no notice that this crystal has nothing to do with the crystal monolith. Uh, this is an entirely different thing. Okay. Um, I can't, I can't do anything else. We're not in an initiative. Oh, we're not in an initiative. Oh, initiative. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to uh, take a few of the the less damaged pieces, if, if that's what I would that's what I would call them. Maybe two or three. I want I want to keep and store them in, in a bag safely in my bag. Okay. Uh, you managed to get four uh, decent sized pieces. Uh, gathered together that all seem to uh, not only be uh, intact enough to have some power to them mm-hmm. but they seem to be humming vibrating do I recognize this? this isn't something that uh, you've encountered personally before but I would allow an arcana skill check to see if you can work out what's going on come on oh, yes 18 yes, yes, yes. nice <laughs> um just by holding them in your hands and by channeling some uh, small amounts of magical energy to uh, decipher what comes back in harmony. You know that you're able to channel magic through your hands and uh, if you feel a certain pushback, you can identify the kinds of magics that are in things. These crystal shards are full of primordial forces. Because they are manifestations of the Feyweave, they uh, are strongly connected to classical elemental forces. In this case, them being shards, and shards of a broken crystal, they are pieces of elements. Used in combination, you would be able to produce elemental effects. The crystals themselves you need to spend time with uh, to work out what uh, primordial effect each one has. But essentially, if you were to uh, clack two of these stones together, or maybe more of them together, um, if they had synergistic properties, you would be able to create an effect. So if, for instance, you took uh, one with the primordial essence of heat, and another one with uh, the essence of dryness, and clacked those together, you'd produce a a fire effect. Yeah. So are they emanating different... (laughs) They are emanating slightly different hums. Uh, You would require uh, an hour with each one to work out exactly what the hum does. And how many different pieces are there? There are four Uh, that you've managed to get. Okay, four. Right. Um, Yeah, maybe when we're doing a a rest and we're camped up for the night, maybe in like 
in that time that's when I'm going I'm thinking about I'm going to do it I don't necessarily want to do it right now I don't think mm. uh, um, but yeah I'm going to or leave them I sort of want to leave them but also want to take them at the time um, <laughs> just, <laughs> take them. To... just take okay. them it's fine it's cool I'm just going to yeah I'm Okay, my druidic sense thinks that this this big crystal has been fixed, so these pieces are okay for me to take. So I'm going to take these four pieces to study them for my own benefit and my own knowledge. And yeah, do I see this? Uh, you are going to get the same opportunity that Anakis had to see your rock. Uh, if you want to make a perception check, uh, you can turn and see that she is gathering smaller rocks. Yeah, I want to see if she's. I want to see if I can see what she's doing. Hmm. No, that's a critical one. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume uh, that Eden would let down the cloud of daggers uh, uh, as well. <laughs> would I? Would I? <laughs> or are we just going to have Ed and like walk towards Anakis and then get sliced into pieces? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'll take it down. I'll take it down. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Can so I... you guys are now all alone in this chamber. Can I get out of the water? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna kind of when these guys seem a little bit sort of distracted by picking up crystals or something, I'm gonna go over to like the big one. Hmm. Right. The voice that I heard is it one I've heard before? Yes. Is it like always the same voice. You hear both sets of voices. The, the sort of. Uh... <laughs> the chorus of voices and the slightly deeper voice as well uh, you have heard many times throughout your life and they've given you all sorts of advice in the past have I followed the deeper like last one that spoke like do I feel like I I trust that voice it's given you good advice and warned you about the army approaching in the first place uh, back when you were in Somergleam and uh you saw the the flames. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna take out my sword and I'm gonna tap it against the crystal. Not like to break it, just almost like I'm thinking. It's like tap okay. it against the crystal. The, the the crystal has no reaction to it. it. Seems indifferent, almost as though it's a crystal. I don't know because I feel like, on the one hand, it was already smashed to pieces and the army was still marching. So I feel like would breaking it again really stop it. At this point I would say that uh, Enver will stand up on Eden's shoulder and just slowly turn to look at Amy near the crystal. I'm pretty fixedly watching Crystal and thinking. Can I ask Enver if there's a problem? Something okay? Something feels wrong. With Amy or the crystal? Just a bad feeling. Don't know. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll be careful. Do I get an idea of what Amy's doing? Um, you, you see her tapping the, the sword against the crystal. I ask her, do you know do you know this crystal? Do you do do you know anything um, of it? I shake my head, still not looking away from them at all. Um, I, I roll an insight check. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh uh, Amy, make a charisma saving throw, and let's compare the scores. Ooh. Okay, coming up. Uh, crit. <laughs> so. 18. Uh, 
So, Amy, you you uh, portray whatever you want to portray. If it wants to just be like uh, thoughtful stoicism, uh, rather than betraying any underlying thoughts, then yeah, it's just like I'm just staring at the crystal and I just shake my head like that. It's like I've heard her say something, but I've not like super connected to really what she's asking. I'm too busy weighing up my options either way. I guess like I'm not trying to hide anything. I don't look you know, okay. Like shit. <laughs> And then, like, after, like, another few taps, I just kind of mumble, I think I might have to smash it. What? Did you say that out loud? Yeah. Still ah. looking at the crystal. <laughs> me, me and Nutkin Nutkin's come out of my satchel and we're just sort of like, No? What? <laughs> Excuse me? Um, and then I rest my sword back on my shoulder, like, and then tap it against my shoulder, just like... But why? I don't know. I just, I, I think it's what I'm meant to do. But I meant to put it back together, so if you destroy it, I'm just going to put it back together. <laughs> so then we're just think... going to end up in a vicious cycle here. <laughs> and I'm assuming if we smash it, that all of these skeletons are going to... Yeah, that's the thing putting me off. Uh... Wait, <laughs> yeah. can I, um, while, while, uh, like all the skeletons, are they just standing around frozen? Yep. Uh, one of them is just like, a few feet away from the crystal. Uh, where Anakis and Eden were putting the last bits of crystal in place and about to strike with a scythe. While this whole drama's going on with uh, Amy looking at the crystal, can I start just trying to move all the skeletons into a big pile? <laughs> like, if they're frozen, can I just lift one and just... Like, yes! <laughs> yeah, they're, they're entirely poseable for uh, whatever you... <laughs> well, I'm going to put them all into a big pile. And I happen to have a flask of oil and a torch, so I'd like to put them onto a big pile and then set fire to that pile. Nice. Uh, yeah, it'll uh, take you a good ten minutes to uh, wander around the whole chamber, gather them up, and put them in a pile <laughs> and soak them. Um, but yeah, no, that's uh, okay. I'll, I'll just do that while you know <laughs> while the discussion's going on. While that's going on, yeah. I'll right. start doing it. I don't know how far I get. <laughs> but what? What? I'm I'm going to ask Amy. But what's telling you to join it? Um, I mean, my faith, it's, it, it's come like, it's a message from my deity, God. Um, yeah, sometimes that, that, this is how I know where to go and where to show up. I, I get uh, visions, um, suggestions, and they show up and I do something. Um, I, I believe there's an army's way. Here? I don't know where, but I think it's going to be bad when it gets to where it's going. And I, I believe that smashing this crystal might stop the army. Do you believe that this crystal is a, a signal of some sort? No, I don't know. They, maybe they just want it. They maybe want to use it. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't really want to break it because I don't want the dead things to come back. And also, we've just come all the way down here. A brief reminder, just in case, uh, Eden, while in Somergleam and collecting uh, supplies, did hear rumours of uh, the Edels, the Elven uh, clan, being on the move, uh, an army being gathered and sent out from the city. That rumour also um, conflicted with other rumours that she picked up. Um, Some of them are saying that the army is to come out and find Merka Edel, the elf that Simon says is missing somewhere around here. Uh, others saying that the army is being led by Merka Edel. 
An interesting thing that happens while Erden is looking for bodies, uh, however, is he happens upon one that has much more flesh than uh, otherwise, and he recognizes it as an elf. Uh, you find an elf collapsed on the floor with golden armor Ooh. hiding behind some stalagmites. He's very close to the uh, crystal pedestal. To the one, to the crystal that Erden has. Uh, no, to the the crystal that you've reconstituted, the the crystal monolith. Oh. And um, do the others see this? It's uh, no, it's the other side of a few stalagmites. Uh, so you're you're out of the way, out of view. Um, I don't tell them. Can I um, try and investigate the body? Just as if you know, I'll just mime as if I'm like struggling with this body in particular, maybe pretending it's a bit heavier than the others or something. Okay. Are you moving it to the pile? No, I'm just oh. in, I'm like investigating it. If they can't see it, then I'm just, mm. I don't know, they'll just think I'm just taking my time or something. All right. Uh, you find that uh, it has uh, a mark on its finger uh, where a ring was certainly placed. Uh, he's been dead for a few weeks, maybe a few months. Uh, if you wanted to do a, a medicine check, you'd be able to uh, determine more uh, about uh, how he died and when. <clears throat> Um, but I don't find anything else on his body that would like identify him or anything. Um, give me a history uh, skill check. Um, nine. This is definitely uh, noble house armor uh, that he's wearing, uh, but his sword is missing from its scabbard. Uh, the scabbard is relatively plain, um, but the armor identifies him as certainly being from nobility among the elves. Uh, this is more ceremonial armour than functional. Okay. Um, on the pile, he goes. Alright. So, Amy, Eden, Anakis, what's it going to be? Did smashing the crystal or not? Did we smash the other crystal? Is the other rock being smashed? Sorry. No. No. Maybe we need to smash both. <gasps> Maybe we just need to smash the black crystal. <laughs> uh, you can try. Can I, can I have a go at smashing the black crystal, please? Uh, it's uh, on Erden's person, I would imagine. Uh, we haven't really established what what Erden did with it. Uh, when he, when I wouldn't have left it. I wouldn't have left it there. I know I didn't mm. say like I didn't say I picked it up, but, but I, I know think it would have just it. been like, ah, oh, well. Yeah, Anakis knows that that Erden's got this this crystal, and it, and uh, it, you know it's big. I like, I sort of walk over to Eden and I say I know that I know you've got I know you've got the the, the teardrop um, yes. could, do we I think it needs to be destroyed I don't think it's I, I think it doesn't anymore I was well, going to destroy it but uh, Amy took care of the beast so um, I'll keep this for now I want to find out more about it you've got other crystals over there to play with you just stick to those ones and I'll, and I'll keep this one so patronising. So patronising. <laughs> I am going to. Uh, <clears throat> did we find? Did I? Did I find out anything that I knew about it? The crystal. So, no, you've not had a, a good solid look at it. Um, could I? I I'm, okay, I'm going to ask Eddie. Could I have a? Could I just investigate it then? No. <laughs> <laughs> could I, I touch it? I, I go back to my pile. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to slyly attempt to take the crystal from Ed. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, this is going to be um, 
Erden's passive perception against uh, Anakis's sleight of hand. So make a dexterity ability check with sleight of hand if you're proficient. Excuse me. Uh, and Erden, um, if you could take the number eight, add your proficiency modifier if you're proficient in perception, and then add your wisdom modifier, and that is your passive perception. I've got 14 passive perception. 14 passive perception. What did Anakis get? <laughs> I rolled eight. Uh, Erden, you notice Anakis, her hand in your satchel bag, <laughs> pulling the rock out. Um, hmm. I don't know, do I just grab her hand? I, I think quite forcefully I grab her um, and I just say, don't try that again. And I go back to my pile. I say, I'm, I'm going to be investigating these crystals. Try me to investigate yours at the same time and tell you what I know about it. I'm fine, thanks. I, 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 can, I can deal with this. I give up. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I'm going to come back to it. <laughs> so, so just to clarify, did, did Anakis say first... I think we should smash your black crystal. And then when that was shot down, said, oh, can I just have a look at your black crystal? Yeah. And then when that failed, tried to steal the black crystal, and I said, oh, I was, I was just going to just gonna look at it. <laughs> <laughs> she did everything possible <laughs> to get the black crystal. I, th- I, I, I think you, d- you, you did it all in the right order, order as well. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know I did. I, I went from the end of the black crystal to Never mind. <clears throat> Eventually, the the bodies are all piled up. You've managed to pour your your pitch on and uh, set fire to them while the deliberation continues on. Uh, and so, if the green crystal, uh, which by this point is now solidly lit up, casting a green glow over the whole cavern, and the vines are still receding into the center from the spread that they had and how long it took for them to spread uh, unless it's now receding faster than it initially grew it's gonna take about a month or so for all the vines to be like shooped back into the crystal okay okay um there's not currently nothing i can do spell wise um and i don't really know much about it anyway so i don't feel like there's anything else i can do in terms of this crystal um i i was sort of studying it, did I find anything else out apart from watching it grow? Did anything come to me? Have I have I learnt anything from the crystals that have been chilling in my pocket? Has anything changed? <laughs> um, everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you will get everything if you spend uh, a, like a whole hour with a thing. I'll say that um, if you guys want to, um, you can count uh, this as a short rest spend one hour gathering corpses, making a pile, setting them on fire, talking about whether or not to smash a crystal, and all of that can take place over the course of an hour, uh, and you guys can spend hit dice if you want to heal up. Yes. Uh, So you've got three of your hit dice, you can roll one, two, or three of those and get back however many hit points it says on the dice, uh, and you get all your hit dice back when you do a long rest. I didn't Uh, get hit one. Me neither. Wow. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we don't go jumping into monsters. No, I mean, we I didn't jump into the we monster. Put, we put crystals back together. At which point we shall describe what Erden discovers about his black rock. Uh, this is a calcified darkness. This is Ooh. evil turned into a solid form. 
this is all the unrest and evil thoughts and deeds of the elves that constituted this skeleton army coagulated into one solid form. By having this on you and wielding it, you are undetectable by undead. You will not be targeted by them. You will appear as friendly to them. But you will also appear as undead. You will have the typing of undead. You will show up on other people's radar as undead. Mm. Do I? And I know this, like, as as Airden. Yes. Uh, and having spent the hour examining this, uh, while holding it, you feel that chill again that you felt when you first touched it. Uh, and also this rush in your blood, as if something that you are innately connected to, something that you draw your power from, is connected to this stone. Oh, man. Because the whole Blood Hunter thing is like, you know, uh, like dabbling in kind of evil to defeat evil, but like, you know, not losing yourself to it. I think I'll hold on to it just now. <laughs> um, can I just ask, if my druidcraft is a cantrip, is that correct? Yes, it is. So... Alright, okay. Um, well, it's prepared anyway, so... Mm. Um, I'm just gonna sort of say, look, I can... I can... Um, I can manipulate the, this crystal and change... and change... I, I think that it's almost like a honing, honing device and that people are coming for this crystal because they are drawn towards it, whereas I think that I can change the radar and deflect the army to another crystal I can do that within my power I just need some time to do it won't take me long but I just need time to do that where, where are you going to deflect it? I can deflect it to another how far? I know well there are hundreds I know the whole entire plane so I can deflect it to the farthest point can I deflect it to the farthest point Drew? or is it only with it? am I only allowed to deflect it to the crystal that I know within? you'd only be able to do it accurately to the ones that you know uh, we can, if you want, make an arcana skill check to see uh, if you can sort of like make a, a magical guess and just sort of like hope that it gets there. Are there any but other options? Do we want them? Do we want to deflect it? Do we want them to be going to another crystal? Like, is buy us time? It would. It, yeah, I was just going to say it will buy us time and it will allow us to to find another yeah. way to defeat the army. Yeah, and we can find out how many are within this army. Without smashing anything, mm-hmm. or killing anyone, but well, yeah. Yeah. within reason. Yeah, we could. My, for me, my my natural sense is to deflect it in order to cause as less destruction as possible. I think leading it here leads it towards the city, which is not safe. I can try and change its direction to somewhere within within an environment and a place that does not have a lot of civilization surrounding it. Uh, can I do something as an experiment? Yeah. Um, I don't know how much metagaming this is. <laughs> <laughs> but mainly from things I've read of yours, Drew. Um, mm-hmm. Can I pump some lay on hands at the crystal? Yes. How much do you want to pump in? Five? Can I do it like... It, can I do like five and then if I think it's doing something or if I'm getting somewhere with it just like kind of keep almost like a stream of it I mean yeah so I'll go in with five and then if I feel like it's doing something then I'll keep 
question trying to get or whatever. I don't really know what I'm trying to do. See if something happens or if I get any more sort of like inkling on what I should As you put your hands on the crystal, you feel the the gentle warmth inside and your ears begin to fill with this uh, sound of uh, small birds chirping in the distance and at the same time this loud rushing like blood pumping into your ears and this heartbeat rhythm and then as you press your hand flatter against the facet of this crystal and share your own energy with it the room starts to tremble slightly the light inside the crystal dims but still casts starker shadows from the stalagmites and figures surrounding it uh, as if the light itself is getting stronger but a deeper darker shade of green and then the crystal begins to shake independently of the rest of the cavern and the rest of the cavern settles down as the crystal is shaking vibrating almost uh, you notice that it's starting to create sounds in the air uh, over the course of a few seconds, it starts with the, the odd screech and then a scraping sound uh, and then a low tone like someone blowing into a woodwind instrument. And then, after a few seconds, the trembling slows and then it only shakes when a sound is being made and you hear a voice. Amy, and you hear this Sorry. voice as a chorus. Okay, Do I, can I reply? Yeah, Every, everyone can hear this voice. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah? That's me. <laughs> I am not, but you are. Okay. What? Being is the essence. Okay. You're talking in riddles, whoever you are. What's your name? Who are you? I am not Crystal. That's you. Okay. Is your name not? Or you're not Crystal? Or you're not a thing? I am not I, but am Crystal. Are you talking to the crystal? Is this the crystal talking? This is the yes. crystal talking. Like talking to the crystal. <laughs> so yes, you are speaking to okay. the crystal. Hi, crystal. Um, <laughs> that is Amy. Um, no. Um, okay, wasn't expecting this. Um, how's it going? Um, are you? Getting better now? Have we fixed you? Form is stronger. Together. Yeah. Look, I, I, I think. Why? Why is the there's an army coming? Do you know about the army? How much do you know about things? The army that approaches, a dragon leads it. That's it. Okay. Are they good guys or bad guys? They seek my power. Why? What? <laughs> what power would you be offering? Power is not offered. Power is taken. Well, that they would take. What's the power they want to take? Magic. They wish magic. Okay. And I presume it, it's bad to get you. Um, the look, dragon uh, wants power for the sake of power. The army it leads knows not its true intentions. Do you know its true intentions other than it wants it selfish? The dragon once protected, now seeks revenge. Oh. Against who? Those it feels has slighted it. Mortals. Oh, just mortals in general. Humans. Nearby. 
Does oh solicit? Does him? Eh? Ask him yeah. how many are in the army. Ask him. Ask the crystal. <laughs> um, how big is how how big is? The... I don't know if you can hear her, but how big is the army? Hi, I'm putting you back together with help. Well, with 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 Eden, two two of us group group effort. Anakis. Oh me, yeah. Hi. The army numbers a great many. Over numbers hard. Five. You then hear this long screeching sound echoing throughout the chamber. And then the voice returns. 2,517. It's a good number. It's not that many. Yeah. Uh, how far How far away are they now? Three weeks. Uh, how old is the dragon? The dragon measures beyond years. One of the first. Oh, great. What colour? What colour? Gold. Oh. God. <laughs> Uh, does it have a name? looks through his monster, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden or, or Daniel. <laughs> Both. Does, does the dragon have a name? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> As I quickly look up my own notes, because uh, I did not anticipate all of this. Uh, yes, it has a name, and its name is the name I'm about to tell you which is a wonderful name, and that name is Glaurung. Glaurung. Yes. Um, Crystal, I believe that one way to stop the army would be to destroy you. Do you have a suggestion of another way to stop the army, to not have to destroy you? Destroying me here would destroy the land. It would defeat the army. But not deter them. So if we were to destroy it, if we were to destroy you again, we would destroy the army. But then, if we were to put you back together, would that bring the army back? I feel I'm perhaps being a little too cryptic. Um, so uh, the <laughs> the crystal over the course of the next few minutes, um, uh, back and forth, uh, deciphering its uh, rather riddle-tastic way of speaking. Uh, you work out that uh, the crystal knows that if it is destroyed, the army won't know that it's destroyed. Uh, and even if pieces are taken away, uh, the army won't know that until they get here. So the army is going to continue marching until they get here, regardless of what happens yeah. to the crystal. Um, but if the crystal is destroyed and not able to be repaired, then the army has nothing to do. Um, it, th as far as the crystal is concerned, th there is no furtherance to that end of the narrative that the army just gets here and can't do anything the crystal doesn't know what an army would do in that instance <coughs> eden however might have a decent idea of uh, how an army of edel elves might react and uh, she knows that they do not take kindly to wastes of time that they don't really care about the outside world all that much when they do care they go with a purpose. If that purpose is then taken away from them, they seek payback from wherever they can. A lot of angry elves. So they'll kill the dragon. A lot of angry elves. And not us. Everyone else. I take it this is a anyone else. This is probably a stupid question, but we uh, we can't move the crystal, can we? No. We it's can redirect its magic. You can redirect its magic, uh, but the physical crystal itself is is it rooted where there. it is. 
Yeah. yeah. So if we were to redirect... Sorry. No, go on. Sorry. So, so if we were to redirect your magic, however can I just draw our crystal well, Drew, <laughs> to an, another crystal elsewhere, would would the would the dragon be drawn here still or elsewhere? And I asked this earlier. Uh, the, the the army would continue marching to here, um, and then would just find an inert crystal, and then would not know what to do. Uh, so the... this is the weapon that they were looking to use against Summer Gleam, anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to assume that even if there isn't a weapon, they're probably just going to try and take and kill everyone in Summer Gleam, anyway, right? Yeah. My that would be my guess. So we do we need to warn Summer Gleam? Is that a sensible okay. thing? Just playing devil's advocate, and this is Erdin saying this. <laughs> What's so great about Summer Gleam? <laughs> well, it's a little town, isn't it? Or is it a city? Uh, it's, town. Yeah, it's a large town come small city. Uh, it has a queen. Uh, they have a, a royal court and everything, but they think themselves bigger than they actually are. That They are not much more than a large town. Can I ask the crystal why they go? Why they trying to attack some of Gleam's Uh The crystal has no idea about the motivations of uh, other creatures. I mean, we have to protect people. They're innocent people, um, mm-hmm. especially if this dragon is doing it for the sake of killing people. Yeah. Could we ride out and meet this army and speak with them? Huh. Yeah, they'll they'll be bad. reasonable. I'll see you later. We'll see you later. <laughs> No, I mean, no. there's nothing stopping us going and speaking to them, and it doesn't sound like the dragon. As soon as we like oppose him, he's going to be very kind of let us leave. I guess the crystal lets slip that um, the dragon has taken the form of one who died here, and that the army knows not its true form. Oh shit! Uh, who is the person that? Can I ask who the person is? It tells you, the Elven Prince Merka Edel. Oh. Oh, you. Cool. Can I ask the voice? Um, this My man. going to love this. <laughs> did he wear a golden God. arm? He did. This is turning the bloody tables in there. So, yeah, uh, you guys uh, managed to defeat a giant sludge undead monster thing, um, burn a pile of corpses, and speak to a crystal. It's a nice afternoon, isn't it? And I got a special rock. You did get a special rock. Uh, In fact, special rocks all around, I'd say. Oh, I know. Yeah, I I have... You know the piece of crystal I put in my pocket? Ages, like, back, back, when Mm. we first got in here. Is that now... I don't want to take it out, but is that now magic as well? Uh, It has its magic restored, yes. I'm not saying anything about having it, though. Anyway. Mm. Well, fine, I won't smash the crystal. Let's see if we can deal with the army I think I'm going to use my druid craft and um and as you touch the crystal, um, <laughs> you dim the light of it to a single point. Uh, you know, like uh, not lava lamps. What am I thinking of? Uh, the things where the electricity like goes to where you're touching it. Mm-hmm. Like a Tesla coil from last night. Yeah, yeah I've forgotten the thing. Yeah, like the a plas- plasma ball thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, the light sort of coalesces where your hand is and goes dark everywhere else. I think it might be worth um, you having a crystal that you have come face to face with before, one that you know of, um, and that exists in 
a location. Well, everything will exist in a location. Uh, but I mean, uh, exists in a location that you are comfortable sending this power. Uh, so, if you want to, uh, the glade where your order was, the people that inducted you into the Druid Order and trained you, um, you'll have had access to the crystal for a short amount of time, so you'll know where that is. Uh, and that's something that, as far as you're aware, you've got very powerful druids guarding it. Uh, they're able to shift where the glade is magically in the forest as well to evade detection. They will have more located elsewhere, so I think probably wise for you to, you to send it there, but then also send a message amongst the trees. Can I do that? You can, if you want to, using the Druidcraft, teleport yeah. uh, yourself and anyone else um, through the crystal to the glade and have a word with them directly if you want. Yes, can I do that? I yes. Do that. Uh, are you taking anyone else with you or is it just going to be you disappearing into the rock for five minutes? Just me really quickly. Alright. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Nakis disappears into the crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys. BRP guys. <laughs> uh, we'll truncate this on this occasion, but uh, Abby, if uh, that's right, uh, in a future um, episode, I'd like to expand on this meeting that happens. Um, but for now, we'll truncate it to you've told them and, and come back. Yeah. Cool. We'll deal with it and they'll send it on. So yeah, uh, you come back uh, again. Put your hand uh, to the crystal and the light disappears, fades from where your hand is entirely, and the chamber goes silent and dark. Is the piece of crystal still magic now that it's done? The pieces of crystal that you guys have uh, are still magic, and the crystal itself is still doing its job. Like The vines are still slowly receding, but now the crystal can't be used as like a, a magic hub. Cool. Uh, so, guys, um, we go back out and find Simon. Um, well, okay. I, um, so I maybe uh, should have mentioned this uh, to you, but um, it didn't seem pertinent at the time. So one of the bodies on my uh, funeral pyre here um, may be the body of um, the the man we were looking for. No, no right. big deal. What? And you you burnt him on fire? Well, it was a dead body. There was nothing on him. Um, I thought it best. Uh, it was my decision. I just stand by it. <laughs> but just some interesting news that might, you know. Uh... Do you not think that that that? Um, do I don't think that you. Do you do you want to like control flames or something and, and try and I... stop the body burning I... so I can try and pull it out? No, <laughs> no I don't mean control flames at end. <laughs> I mean, I mean off of the funeral pile so yeah. I can try and pull the body out. Out control flames and move it another direction. You're able to do so easily. Looking through the charred bones, you find that there is a slightly more meaty corpse, but it is now charred beyond recognition. Oh, Eddie. This could have like proved that the dragon guy's pretending to be him, but no. Body gone. Cool. Well, I didn't know that at the time. Well, no, Obviously, but you uh... didn't have to go like fire happy with it. Well, yeah, it was a dead body. It could have been corrupted. I find it best. I, I'm here to search our evil and make sure it's destroyed. This could have been evil. I mean, it's among loads of other dead bodies that just attacked us. I think uh, anyone would agree that I was in the right here. Well, um, what's done is done. 
Yes, yes, thank you, exactly. Um, but just in, maybe something interesting for us to all, you know, just be aware of, I think, for our well, future dealings. Well, we need to tell Simon that he's well and truly dead. Should yes. we head back to Yeah. You find that there is uh, a steep climb for you to uh, you know, way through the pool and get back up the way that you came, but there are other exits. Um, the vines, while still receding, um, do uh, have a certain amount of purchase for you to climb up the central hole, although it's quite a distance up. Um, another option is, as the vines start pulling away, you see that there is a, a hole, a walkway up into another part of presumably the citadel. Citadel? Yes, um, but uh, this will be a section that you guys have not been in before. So you can either try and climb up um, sheer rock for about 30 feet, or you can climb up some vines for about 30 feet up, and then along a ceiling for about 60 feet, and then back up a vertical tunnel for another about 100 feet or so. Well, I can I try to climb myself? Uh, yes, I believe so. It says it's on one. Yes, you can touch yourself. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> we all must was very, very good about that. <laughs> there, was, there was a moment of... <laughs> No sex, please, we're British. Oh, I'm such a child. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> well, there's no point me going out to the rest of coming back in. We might as well all, we're all the it's literally up the steep slope or across the ceiling. Did you not say there was another? Yes, so there is another hole that leads up uh, a sloped passageway and uh, you can see that there's some stonework about 30 or 40 feet further up this tunnel, which suggests that this tunnel leads to the citadel. Oh, well. Do we want to go to the citadel first? Or? Might as well explore if we're here. Yeah. Where do you go, Daniel? To citadel? Sorry. Um, yes. I yeah. I, I right. kind of vote for the citadel. Yeah. Seems the least difficult route. I think I want. I'll, I'll let you guys take me for sure with the citadel. I'm more sort of out here and let you guys decide. Well. Um, can I try something that I don't know if it will work or not? Um, yeah. Go for it. So I have uh, my light crossbow, but I mm-hmm. also have fifty feet of rope. Um, can I? Can I try and tie the rope to a bolt and fire my crossbow, kind of using it as like a grappling gun? Shooting uh, the rope yes. high up and then using the rope to, you know, climb up? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Uh, so you're just going to shoot straight up uh, the the hole that you guys were at the top of outside the Citadel? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um so there's not going to be any attack roll for this. You fire the crossbow bolt. It lands in a vine that is very slowly coming down, but at a snail's pace. So you're you know you're not losing uh, any distance uh, in any discernible way. Uh, so you now have this 50 feet of rope heading up. Awesome. I turn to everyone. You're welcome. Hey, you're welcome for us killing everything. <laughs> Can I well, give a tug uh, on it to, to see if it's actually going to hold? Before or after Erden starts climbing? Let him climb first. <laughs> Either. <laughs> I'll hold up my well, finger up to Amy. Just no, just I, I, I beckon. I say, no, no. Please, ladies first. <laughs> ladies first. 
Uh, as Amy tugs on the rope, uh, the bolt snaps. Uh, it appears that crossbow bolts are not really designed to carry the weight of an entire humanoid person. Well done, I look at him and say, you're welcome. <laughs> I look at Amy and go, now we've learned an important lesson here. <laughs> just, you, you, you keep that, you remember that, that's my gift to you. <laughs> Up the other path then. As you ascend the path, there is this large lump, uh, some chrysalis uh, is set against one side of the corridor as you reach the top of it. It seems that at some point there was some creature in the midst of a battle of this uh, spidery-limbed uh, pale creature is in a, an attacking pose, uh, her jaw long and distended. Uh, she's roughly humanoid, but she's trapped in this sort of amber chrysalis chamber, and she's just set against the side of the, the corridor, not moving. She seems to be entirely in stasis. Uh, the corridor then leans to the left, carries on to a small, what looks to be a guard room. There's a, a table, chairs, and uh, some old cards that uh, look like they've seen many, many centuries of weathering. Quick question. How do I like communicate with my patron or like how do I because I know I have a crystal that he wanted like how do I get it to him and then I also want to give him all of it uh, so uh, Enver is essentially your conduit to him for discussing things uh, Enver's in constant communication with your patron um, but uh, to like physically see your patron it's essentially whenever he wants um, you can sort of request to, to see him especially since you've got something that he wants um, he will find some way of getting to you you know that he favours natural environments so if you can get outside to like some grasslands or woodlands preferably uh, then he'd rather meet you there but in theory he can come anywhere right, I'm gonna wait then so, is there anything past this guard room? Is there the toilet Yes, uh, continuing on uh, to the guard room, you see that there is a very familiar looking metal sheet. Uh, it has been propped up by a skeleton who has been lifting this, stood underneath it, and is now frozen in position. So it's been lifted. Uh, you notice that there's just a, a bit of water covering the bottom of this chamber uh, so you see a bit of a walkway a pool of water that goes on for about 70 feet and then another step and you see the big metal grate on the other side which presumably is the door that you saw the other side of mm -hmm. uh, so we need to go have we gone under the door? We need to go the door? Uh, you can easily climb under the door it's been lifted about 4 feet so it's just a quick duck under I was gonna can I I can't tell if you're gonna like mess with us, so I'm gonna. Um, <laughs> um, I stand with my hands under the the door just in case it does drop while the others are going under. <laughs> I go, go first. I, I push past. <laughs> All right, uh, Ed and Amy now on the other side of the door in this uh, long chamber that's partially flooded. I'll go. I'll go quickly. All right, uh, you all duck under the door. You're now all on the other side. The skeleton is still standing still. Cool. Alright. 
Uh, as you wade through the water, uh, you notice a few things brushing against you, but dicking, dipping your heads under the water to grab a quick look reveals that mostly this is skeletons that are frozen underneath the water. They still hold weapons and things. Uh, you'll, you'll get the occasional um, scrape of a rusty blade against your uh, legs, but because it's not uh, an active thing, you're able to very quickly jerk your leg out of the way when you feel it none of you take any damage from it it doesn't hurt you at all um but you're basically like swimming through a graveyard getting to the other side uh you're able to easily manipulate the door there is a lever on this side uh and the mechanism easily works you pull on it and the door raises all the way to the top and now you're back in familiar territory. You can see that to the right is this uh, collapsed bit of wall that leads to the, the tunnel that you will wash down uh, mm -hmm. into the, the chamber below. Uh, ahead of you is the corridor that leads to the library and furthermore leads out. So is this where we are now? Is this the citadel? Yes. Like the citadel that we've heard talking about? Yes. Oh, like, oh I I didn't click that. That's when you were like, oh, at least the citadel. I was like, oh, we're going like, to that place that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, because it was all covered in vines and things, you, you guys weren't able to see like the stone walls and stuff, but that, that's that's what you're you're in. Okay, cool. Alright. Um, I I, I'd already kind of looked around this place, hadn't I, for anything interesting yeah. or valuable. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Uh, heading out. Uh, as you... Uh, get outside the birds and bugs are dispersing you can see them disappearing onto the horizon uh, they are just going away the vines <laughs> the vines while retreating slowly and you can see them sort of slowly creeping their way down into this hole uh, on top of the hill that you're on um, it's difficult to tell that there's a change uh, in the broader environment but as the the vines sort of undulate and wave slightly you do notice a small speck in the distance to the west you see Simon and the wagon still there and horse did horse make it back horse the horse the horse the horse made it back oh, okay. <laughs> Whew, thank god I, heard that I, I said that, not Erdogan. <laughs> I heard that. I was, I was trying to decide if from this distance you could see and maybe like stretch this out a bit, but no. Uh, you, you can tell that the horse is, is there and is fine. Uh, the return journey will still be dangerous in terms of navigating moving vines and things, um, but since you're a bit more savvy on all of this, I will ask for the entire... Uh, three mile journey it is only going to be a single roll and it's going to be with advantage uh, I would like you all to make a uh, constitution saving throw 18 18 15 6 <laughs> <laughs> he loses another book he loses another book <laughs> I replaced those books already <laughs> As you're finally seeing the end of these vines, you see Simon on his wagon, standing up, staring at you guys, waving frantically. A massive thorny vine whips its way across the path 
and then as it moves out of the way, catches on to Amy's armor. She very quickly flicks it off, and as she does so, the thorn dislodges from the vine, flies through the air, and sticks into Daniel's trousers, ripping them and cutting his leg slightly. I'm sorry, it wasn't me. You take just two hit points of damage, but uh, I wouldn't say it's necessarily worth writing it down since uh, a restful journey is, is bound to happen. Um, I would be waving to Simon with like, just, I don't know, like an excited child, like two hands in the air, like, <laughs> basically jumping up and down. The, almost the entire way. <laughs> now and then, I get tired, but... <laughs> when you finally get to the, the end uh, of the, the vines, uh, Simon climbs down from the wagon, rushes over, and embraces each of you in a hug. First going up to Amy, oh, gives you a so quick hug. Happy. I mean, I make uh, it longer. I make it last. <laughs> uh, it then gives you uh, a double pat, so sort of like a... Okay, that's enough. <laughs> uh, moves on to uh, Anakis, and then Eden, and then as he approaches Erden, uh, he catches uh, eye contact with Erden for a moment, and then just... Yes, good choice. What, what happened? Did you did you find my friend Merka? Uh, what, what occurred in the centre? We saw so many things, Simon. It was amazing. I wish she'd been there. Merker's dead body uh, was one of them. <sighs> Break it gently. Gently. Yeah. I kind of like give Erden a shove. <laughs> um, and then say, Simon, I'm so sorry, but your friend uh, passed from this world now. He's dead. That's what that means, Erden. Gave him a really respectful funeral, though. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. And I sort of clunk him around the <laughs> I'm glad remembering all this I'm glad he's at peace he uh he was certainly troubled when I last saw him troubled yeah. in what way? Hmm? oh uh, what way? out of sorts he, he didn't seem himself uh, while we were navigating through the vines he would occasionally go missing and when we met up again he just didn't quite seem himself when, when did you last see him? how long? just before the last thing I can remember, which is terrifying jaws and bloodshot eyes. I assume it's these strange bear creatures I was running from. A little bit drunk at the time. How long time, though? Like, how many days or weeks? About a week. Was the body more decayed than a week? Uh, a medicine skill check was not performed, and so an accurate oh. reading cannot be garnered. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and Erdin lit him on fire before we could even try. <laughs> Erdin is kind of looking away, suddenly very interested in something okay. else. And I say, being fully trusted, Simon, um, I say, uh, well, I didn't get a long enough look at his body um, to tell, but we have learned that there is someone pretending to be him currently. So it could have been that the last time you saw him, you saw this other person pretending to, um, we plan to get to the bottom of this. It's causing problems. Hmm. So someone who looks like Merka is still around somewhere? Yes. Uh, we believe he's leading an army. I don't know if you know anything about this. No, it's... Uh, I don't pay much attention to local politics. Well, we believe they're coming for some of the blame. Oh. 
and this crystal here. In that case, we should do something. I'm not quite sure what. And the vines, they, they're moving inwards. Is everything, like, is there anything corrupting at the, at the centre? No, we've fixed everything. We fixed uh, everything. The necklace oh. cured the crystal. We all, as a team, uh, managed to find a solution, Simon. Some uh-huh. more than others. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were wandering some sort of monster entity yourself. You were. <laughs> yes, well, I was uh, distracting it while you killed all my enemies for me. Yeah. And, uh, and sold the crystal you killed all your uh, At this, uh, I looked to Simon with, you know, like. You know in animes where their eyes get like stars and they're really excited. She basically <laughs> looks at him like this and she's like, and I say, um, I did so much radiance, I wish Simon, I wish you'd seen it, it was so beautiful. <laughs> uh, he claps a hand on your shoulder um, and says, well done, I- I'm-, I'm glad you were able to hurt things. I am assuming um, it was evil. Yes, I only hurt what needs to be hurt. Well done, Amy. At this, a shout rings out. Uh, it is a very happy shout. You hear the call of a holla! And in the distance, Zander? you see... Xander? <laughs> uh, rolling up in another wagon. <laughs> I was too happy to be Xander. <laughs> rolling up in another wagon, a pair of gnomes uh, carrying on the back of the wagon... Uh, a familiar-looking elven druid. Uh, so no, it is uh, Tenerus. Me and Ethan look slightly deflated. Yeah. Yes, as the the wagon pulls uh, ever closer, Simon squints for a moment, and his eyes widen, and he runs up towards this wagon. Uh, the small man uh, riding this this wagon then leaps off and Simon catches him in a hug and the two of them do a little pirouette and then he sets the man down. Oh, you are a sight for sore eyes. Uh, the two of them exchange further pleasantries while the uh, woman that has been left driving the wagon pulls up next to you guys, uh, sets the reins down and pulls herself over to the side of the bench. Would anyone like some tea? Oh, yes, please. Very good. Uh, how do you take it? Uh, green leaf tea. <laughs> Only the best. Uh, and she goes into the back of her covered uh, wagon, uh, and you can hear a boiling kettle for a few seconds, and then she comes up <laughs> with a cup. Uh, she offers beverages to everyone, and also uh, brings out a small plate of sandwiches. Um, oh. I don't... That's service. The nuts or anything? Uh, she thinks for a moment, rummages into the back, and pulls out a small sack, which she sort of shakes a little bit. It's mostly dried fruit pieces, is that alright? I'll just take a few, it's just it's for this little guy, and I sort of up my jacket, and just sort of sat in there quite happily. And he comes out and sits what? on top of my shoulder. Oh, he's like... gorgeous! <laughs> uh, you then note that uh, from beneath her uh, very bright silvery hair, um, on her shoulder pokes out a small lizard it's, uh, black eyes blink uh, sideways it forks its tongue out slightly and then nuzzles back into her hair who is that? <laughs> oh, I've never seen that 
Uh, Iresha, the woman uh, that you are speaking to, uh, introduces you uh, to Norman. Uh, Norman the Lizard. Norman? Iresha lets you know that uh, she and Chubanan, the gentleman, uh, are travelling traders that uh, they'd heard that Simon had uh, set a course for this area and they knew how dangerous it was and that they decided to follow and see if they could render any aid. Uh, Chibanan and Simon seem to have finished the uh, catching up and wander back over to the group of you. Uh, and Tenerus is also in tow. Is there anywhere nearby that looks like secluded? Or like anywhere I could go where people aren't watching? Ooh. Well, you've got. Mind your business, Aaron! <laughs> <laughs> Well, hmm. people are, like, eating and drinking and catching up and stuff. If I could, like... Is there, like, trees? Or can I... Is, is, is there, like, a corner of the citadel I can, like... Uh, so, uh, the vines are coming back to life, uh, so to speak. So, uh, you could easily, like, move away from the wagons, go to the edge of the vines, and uh, make contact there. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, like, but it, I'm looking for good... Like, Seclusion, not good, good like, seclusion. Yeah, yeah. So not like just the first place that you're at a site. I'm not going to stop there, but like mm. maybe I can find like a little thing to into the vines a little bit. Like I want to be hidden. That's okay. The purpose. Do uh, I yeah. notice her sneaking off? Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this will be your passive perception again, which was 14 if memory serves. Yeah. Um, uh, Eden, if you're wanting to be particularly inconspicuous, uh, could you please give me a stealth skill check, but um, I will let you use your choice of either dexterity or charisma as the stat that governs this. Um, I'm trained in it. So you would get your proficiency modifier, but yep. you get to choose if you're adding your dexterity mod or your charisma mod. Oh, well that's obviously charisma, yeah. Cool. Perfect. 19. 19. So with uh, a few well-placed uh, nods and uh, verbal responses to uh, questions and general statements being made in the group, Erden is sufficiently convinced that you are sticking around, and as he turns away and looks back, you are gone. Erden does not know where <laughs> you've gone, but he knows that you have. Uh, Travelling for about 10 minutes away from the, the group and sort of curving round uh, to the north there is a small ravine um, Enver will sort of lead you to there uh, so that there's a, a ravine uh, set in the, the grasslands where the vines are sort of spread out towards uh, and as they're starting to recede and pull back you've got this sort of like gap between rocks that you can hide in as you do you get this warm breeze pollen that's so thick that you can see it hanging in the air uh, along with uh, a few small floating seeds just start dancing out of the vines and pushing through them a gigantic green hand and the form of Salandar, your patron. He steps forward, he stands up straight, he has uh, deer horns uh, rising up from between dark green hair with flowers woven between uh, different braids. Uh, he is bare-chested, wearing a very thick leather belt and fur trousers, which makes him look sort of satyr-like, 
but you note that his uh, cloven hooves have uh, a very thin fuzz of fur uh, on the legs rather than uh, his fur trousers being a part of him. And uh, he stands over you nine feet tall, leans in close with a smile and a nod. You know what I'm going to ask? Is he cute? He is exceptionally attractive <laughs> yeah. for a fae. Um, uh, so, y- yes, uh, he- he's he's a fae oh, prince. He is stacked. He's muscular. <laughs> yes, he, he is very attractive. Uh, very fair features. Uh, that typical of like a, an elf. You I mean you'd work extra hard for someone that's attractive, right? <laughs> <laughs> I get the job done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after he nods and smiles towards you, he uh, looks over at Enver and gently strokes over his head. Uh, and you notice Enver get uh, a bit of a sort of chill down his spine, and a few sprouts, uh, green leaves sprout out from uh, different parts of his body, uh, almost as if he's energized, he's nourished by Selendar's touch. Uh, he then sits down so that he's not towering over you, sits cross-legged uh, as though he's giving you all the time that you want and need, uh, but also that he's not above you in this particular circumstance. Please. Oh, nice too. Sit, Eden. <laughs> I was so tempted to go sit in his lap, but I'll just on the floor. <laughs> 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 you really weren't specific. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, just, I'll sit close though. Hmm. How have you been? I've been very well, and I'll hold out the whatever green gem or whatever he wanted. <laughs> I don't even care. Just take it here. <laughs> he slowly picks it up, holds it between two fingers. It's tiny in his hands. Uh, he turns it over and then stuffs it under his belt. Um, and then as he turns back towards you, he takes your hand in his. Thank you. That's not all. And I'm going to tell him everything. Mirka, <laughs> the crystal, everything. <laughs> everything. Mirka being dead, the dragon, the talking, everything. Everything. As you're explaining to him, he listens uh, attentively, occasionally nodding. Uh, when you can tell that he's processing something, his eyes sort of dart away, nods thoughtfully, and then turns back to you. While you're explaining all of this to him, everyone else is uh, starting to get to know Chupanan and Iresha. Uh, Iresha has brought out stools for everyone, sat you all down, got you all drinks and sandwiches. Uh, Chupanan, He's got a bit of a pot belly going on, uh, some glasses that he's got on the end of his nose, and he's got a ponytail that he's got tied back. Uh, you note that he's very relaxed. Uh, Iresha is sort of running around doing lots of things. Uh, then Simon points this out and uh, jokes with the rest of you that uh, Chubanan seems to be incapable of playing host. At which point, Iresha gives a knowing look towards him, darts her eyes towards the wagon, and Chupanan immediately gets up, uh, seemingly uh, agitated, and rushes towards the wagon and pulls out uh, a small satchel, sets it down on the ground. Not entirely useless. Iresha gives uh, mm-hmm, 
As he slowly opens the satchel, he then pulls out a pole from it. It seems to be like a curtain rail. And then he hands it towards the group, uh, mostly looking at Ed and, and Anakis, uh, noting that uh, Amy seems fairly well armoured, and this seems to make Jibanan uncomfortable. I, I just look at him. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of step back and kind of let Anakis deal with it. I just sort of say, what, what, is, what, is, what, what is this? Oh! Oh, yeah, uh, yes! A, a, a rest! A tent? Yes! I'm going to explain to them. Uh, she sits down, crosses her legs, sips her tea. <laughs> it's a magical tent, dear. You simply hold it above your head, give it a little flick. It's all in the wrist, you see. And a, a tent appears. It should be suitable for you and your companions, and Simon, to have a sleep in. It's perfectly safe, and we're out in the middle of nowhere. There isn't quite enough room in our wagon to sleep, everyone, and I don't think you'd want to sleep under the stars, especially with everything that's happened recently. May I? And I step forward and take it. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Ed and no. now has it. <laughs> no. He's talking to me. Not you. Um, I think he was just talking to the group. I've uh, taken the initiative here, and I just start walking <laughs> away to find a place to, to try it out. I sort of run after him. And said we will do it together. She's like your mom. So I after three. One, two. I'm not. I'm not giving it to you. I've still got it. I mean, I just it's like spoilers. I'm not wanting to share this with anyone. It's not a spoiler. That's it's not a spoiler, yeah. Abby. <laughs> you don't share. Yeah. Could you give me um, a strength athletics uh, skill check, but make it with advantage? Uh, Erden, could you give me the same, but not with advantage? So what oh. is this? Sorry, a strength? Yeah, strength athletics. Okay. Oh, with advantage? Yes, uh, Anakis makes it with advantage. I got 13. Oh, well, neither are great. Um, 11. <laughs> so as Anakis grabs a hold of it, Erden uh, struggles with it back towards him. Nutkin scrambles down Anakis's arm and Just bites it. into Erden's hand. <laughs> oh, uh, at which point Erden simply uh, flicks his wrist yanks the pole out of Anakis's hand uh, and Nutkin is now just sat on the end of Anakis's arm, disappointed. <laughs> At this point I just thought of <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna produce some flames on my fingers and just <laughs> just tap his hand and burn it a little bit. <laughs> okay. That's hurting my squirrels. Don't want to do that. <laughs> 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 How far do I want to take this? <laughs> this is going to be a full-blown fight. <laughs> I do have something which is a reaction. However, even for Erden, it's maybe a bit too much. So you just try and tap me to just like singe me a little bit. Yeah, as if to say, don't hurt them. <laughs> I'll 
I'll like look at her as if I'm considering, as if I'm like I'm holding myself back, and I'll I'll just walk away with the tent. All right. <laughs> I'll run after him. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are now sufficiently far away from the wagons that it's safe to to test this thing out. Um, Eden, activating it. Yep. Yep. Uh, as you, you flick it uh, above your head, uh, the pole sits rigidly in the air. Fabric then drapes down from this copper-looking pole until it reaches the ground, the pole hovering in the air, and then a tent sort of explodes from the edges of it and wraps around. It looks like uh, a small two-man tent, uh, but you've got a good you know, five and a half feet, six feet height. Uh, to the tent, it's one that you know you could stand up in, maybe hunching over. Is it bigger on the inside? I go inside. It is bigger on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do I, do I, do I manage to get inside first? Yes. Uh, you you are as you set it up. You are standing immediately in front of the the one person doorway. Uh, so uh, Anakis would need to barge past you in order to get in first uh, wandering that. inside <laughs> Eden and Anakis in, being inside <laughs> uh, see that uh, there is set up a table uh, that is uh, about six by two um. uh, there are six stools and the, the ground is wooden planked and there are four candelabras set up uh, set up with candles already lit. It is warm, but not uncomfortably so in here. And you've got this faint smell uh, as if you're in like an old haberdashers. It's the smell of old fabric. Uh, Is there like a a place for a fire or anything like that? Or There isn't, no. Uh, There also aren't beds here, but the floor uh, is uh, a soft wood. And so you could set up like a bed roll. Yeah, I think I've got a bed roll. Yeah, I've got like camping gear. Think I don't want. Got anything? Yeah, and um, I'm just gonna sort of say, well, it looks sort of quite cozy. I think it will do for the night. Safe. I nod and just go, yes, yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is this <laughs> is great. Yep. On the inside, it looks like you could easily sleep eight people while still having this table set up as well. Wow. Um, I, so I go back out and I, I sort of relay this information. I said that there's enough enough space for people to sleep in and I can get a fire going. Can I, before that, so while they're doing all of the tent fapping, <laughs> um, and when it ends up just me and Simon and these two new people now by myself, <laughs> um, as soon as they're out of sight, uh, I turn to Simon. And first of all, I give him back his uh, religious thing that he gave me, hold on. Um, and then I pull out the Shard of Crystal uh, and I pass it over to him, like trying to be quite like quiet about it. It's like, you know, it, I just kind of push it towards him and say quite quietly, um, don't tell the other. Thank you. Um, I will confess, I did not anticipate you coming back. I was terrified that the same fate will befall you as befell the others. Thank you for bringing this back to me. Okay, he seemed to want it badly and need it badly. Yeah, just thought 
I advise to stop people down there. It seems that there's a, certainly a lot more maturity needed to fully understand all of this. I know that there is great power there, and it could benefit a lot of people. Just wish there was a good way to, to harness it. Well, I think for now it needs to stay being the land's power, but hopefully this piece will be enough to either bring you the money that you needed, or um, some sort of magic. I, I think it has some... Um, I don't know. Right back. There is an opportunity here for anyone with anything specific that they want to uh, achieve to uh, attempt it now. Uh, but if not, is everyone comfortable leading into a long rest at this point? No. I have stuff I want to achieve during the long rest, but I guess we'll leave that. I do as well. Time. Mm. When we next see you all. Uh, we will um, discuss uh, what the characters were up to during that spell. But as night falls, uh, all of you are interacting with uh, each other, all these uh, new NPCs, all these new people, um, Simon, Shubanan, Aresha, uh, and Salandar. There Lots is of interaction. In... <laughs> in the distance, staring with eyes that emit smoke and flame, listening to the occasional peal of laughter coming from your small encampment, holding a goblin's head in his hand and a bloody dagger in the other, stands Xander atop a hill overlooking things as he crushes the head in his hand flames erupt from between his fingertips and almost melt the skull and then he drops it to the ground, sheathes his blade, turns, swishes his cloak, and disappears into the night. It's hot. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, don't be jealous. Oh, <laughs>